are thrilled to introduce you all to Dr. Q of the Indian Palm Leaf Institute. Karen and I have both received readings from Dr. Q and his team that completely blew us away. They have not only validated knowings in our soul, they have also empowered us as we move forward in this lifetime. Let's dive into this practice that goes back thousands of years. Hi, Dr. Q. Dr. Q. Hello, hello. Most lovely. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yes, where, where are you? Guys? Where are you right now? Robert and Karen, thank you so much for having me here on the show. Well, I was in California, but I just came, came back to where I now live, and that is Budapest, capital city of Hungary. And uh, believe it or not, it was predicted in my own reading too. So it is, in, uh, it is indeed quite a mind-blowing experience to have. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you about it. I'm not Indian, you know, believe it or not. I'm just an average white guy. So to a white guy to talk about something very Indian that in itself is quite unique. So hopefully that already tells you what an impact it had on my life. So you know from your own experiences that it was powerful to you as it was powerful to me. We're going to get into what an Indian palm leaf reading is, but how Mm -hmm. did this come into your world and then inspire you so much that you started this institute? And clarifying that he is not an average white guy. Yeah, I would agree with that, Karen. He is so not. (laughs) We see your soul, Dr. Q. Thank Thank you, thank you. I think you need to know a little bit about me to understand why the apology feeling we're all here to somehow better ourselves and overcome karma that we might have created in a past life that we now carry with us and in my case it's health really i've, I've been more sick than most people, I should say, I spent a lot of time in hospital with a lot of needles in my system and tubes down my throat and, you know, in hospital beds for months and months and months. The turning point in my life, there is a few of them. One is 1979. I was growing in Iran in a country that was at that time a normal country, quote unquote. And then the revolution happened. Some of you might be mature enough to remember in 1979 when it became an Islamic dictatorship, really. And since my family are not Muslim, we're Baha'is, you know, my mom's Catholic. So I was raised as a Catholic boy by my mom and I was raised as a Baha'i boy by my father. So we're Baha'is on my father's side who were persecuted, prosecuted to, and uh, tortured and executed and put into prison. So we had to flee the country period, especially since my father's family are a very prominent Baha'i family. On top of it, also very wealthy. So overnight, we had to flee the country with two suitcases. And then my mom became the breadwinner. So I know what it is to have money, but also know how it feels to have no money at all, to be like an, a refugee-ish because we fled to Vienna, Austria, which is my mom's hometown. My mom had to start from scratch and she became the breadwinner. Now you know why I ended up in Vienna, but then uh, the next step is some of the audience might remember the biggest nuclear catastrophe that has happened till this date, and that is called Chernobyl, which is in the news because I don't want to get into recent news here, but it's a country that's been embattled ever since. So it's maybe we should have a reading for the Ukraine too, because at the time it was a part of the USSR when Chernobyl burst in April of 1987, and now it's called the Ukraine. And so the nuclear waste traveled over Europe and dumped its nuclear waste over Central Europe. Austria is in Central Europe. I got cancer. And so that was when I was 16. So I spent three years of my life on and off in a hospital bed, literally speaking, uh, without exaggeration, like a thousand needles in my veins over three years in the hospital as an inpatient. And so I had surgeries and chemotherapy and radiation and all nine yards. And the only reason why I know it's, it's connected to Chernobyl is my main physician became the chief mm, physician for the whole oncology department. 
she became like Arzat's mom. I survived and there is not many kids that survive. And then she became the secretary of health. And she told me, because we became friends, that it's because of Chernobyl. No one shared it publicly that oh, there is a spike in cancer rates because they didn't want to stress people out. But in reality, she said, you can clearly see a, a spike in cancer rate after Chernobyl happened. Mm-hmm. So she was 99% certain that it's connected to Chernobyl. After three years, when I was finally released, I, I, I asked God, God, why me? So how come I survived? I'm talking about just the energy and, and, and why you get a certain ailment. And I'm a thousand percent convinced that we attracted into our own lives. And that was the beginning of my journey as a, a seeker of anything spiritual, because I just wanted to find out what is out there that I cannot see or understand, but there is something out there for sure, something that's bigger than all of us. And so for the past 30 years, I tried almost anything under the moon when it comes to a spiritual experience, you know, shamans in the Amazon and John of God in Brazil, because wow. uh, he's deemed to be the, the most famous famous and powerful medium alive. He doesn't work anymore. And uh, I don't know, Reiki, distant healing, you name it. It all group therapy, Vipassana meditation, and it all. As I said, my biggest challenge is, is health. So 10 years ago, I met a girl from Hungary. And that is the primary reason why I ended up in Hungary because I used to live in, in the US. So I wanted to become an academic, hence the Dr. Q. I have like two or three masters, depending on which country they, I'm in and a PhD too. So I became an academic. I love teaching, but the red tape that goes with it drove me nuts. So that I realized I can never never be a full-time academic. So that turned my passion, if you wish, into my profession. That's travel. So I started a travel business in the United States, which Believe it or not, I couldn't believe it myself. Entrepreneur Magazine in 2007 knocked on our doors and said, congratulations, Dr. Q. Uh, You're among the fastest growing businesses in the United States. Amazing. To then realize in 2009, when the international financial crisis hit, that uh, boom, it hit travel on a big, big scale. So we went bankrupt. Like I personally relived my father's life story. I had to go bankrupt. So 2010, I was like, man, oh man, a constant up and down in life. And then I met a girl from Hungary. So then I visited her and while I was visiting her, we were dating already. I just didn't feel so good. So I had a fever, the chills. And she told me, you know, Budapest and Vienna are about three hours apart. Tomorrow, I'm going to put you on a train and you go back to your cancer hospital and get checked out. And then I ended up ultimately in the cardiologist uh, department. And they said, wow, Dr. Martin said, you're very sick. You're lucky that you're alive because that day I collapsed because my heart was already inflamed. I'd watered my heart muscle and it's myocarditis and I had pneumonia without knowing it. So they put me in the ICU and I said, God, I just do not understand what's going on. Why do I have to go through this nonsense all the time? And that's when I realized it must have to do with karma. And my girlfriend, she said, Q, there is something called palmitic readings. Maybe you want to get a reading done. I said, what is that? So I told myself, okay, because my girlfriend said, and we work together now too on this institute, she said, you can have your karma cleaned. I said, okay, if I survive and get out of here, I will get a reading done, period. I survived. And then I had a reading done. And the reading I'm telling you blew my mind. And I told you all of this so that you understand when I say blew my mind, I mean it because I've done a lot of things. In the reading, the guy told me, you'll be living in Hungary. So when a guy Indian guy says, you'll be living in Hungary, and I already had the thought in my head because of my girlfriend to move to Hungary, I knew this is the right step. He also said, oh, and by the way, you're going to bring this to the West. So I thought he's flattering me. I said, thank you, sir. But thank you. But no, thank you. Whatever. So then just like I talked to you, I'm very excited human being. So I shared my experience with friends and family. And they said, oh, wow, we want to get a reading done too. And I said, wonderful. So let's fly to India. And that is when I realized that most Western people, well, believe it or not, like 95% will never go to India, period. It's too hot, food's too spicy, too dirty, too poor, too crazy, too, I don't know, whatever, too mystical, you name it, they just won't go. To 5%, it's like a magnet. They want to live there, you know, go 
to ashrams and, and so forth, but the vast majority will never go. So I thought maybe we can do it online. So in the early days, just for me as a helper, because it's my last life too, as, an, as a last life, as we call them, you need to give back and just have a lifelong puja. And we will explain the pujas later too. So I figured out, okay, let's do it on Skype. I talked to the guy, the reader said, yeah, sure, we can do it on Skype. And then I sat in the readings, helping my friends understand the English. First of all, the reader doesn't speak English, so they need to have an interpreter. And so next to him sits an interpreter who has a very heavy Indian accent. So I helped my friends to understand the accent. And then I realized, even though they might understand now the reading itself, they might not understand the deeper meaning of the reading. So I sat there and explained things to them. And that is how this role in our institute developed being a moderator. And then at some point I realized, boy, this is not just me helping people. I'm just you know investing my time and, and there's got to be an end to that. So we then created this institute. So it's an online thing, but of course we have a brick and mortar office in India. And that will be in the southernmost states of this gigantic country called Tamil Nadu. It's twice as big as California. It's elongated like California, but with 85 million people in that one state alone. And they speak a different language. It's a very unique language called Tamil, hence Tamil Nadu. And they're the only state that is not being educated in the common language for all of India. So if a Tamil moves outside of Tamil Nadu, they need to either use English as a common language or, or learn whatever state's language uh, they move to and vice versa. 85 million people live there. Now, when it comes to the reading itself, what happened is that about two to 3,000 years ago, we do not know exactly how long ago because there is no written record of any of that. But about two, 3,000 years ago, Maharishis, which means great sages in the state that is now known as Tamil Nadu, and that is the original India, by the way, the rest of India came later. And at the time, there was no India period, but that's a state that we call India now. They were sitting in meditation, connecting to the Akashic records through the power of the Hindu gods they were meditating to. Why Hindu gods? Because that's the only thing they knew. It's not a religious act. Only readings is not, but it's connected to Hinduism because, you know, you need to think 3,000 years ago, an Indian dude in the southernmost parts of India, that's all they knew. It's like Hindu gods, period. So they would meditate to Shiva, his wife Parvati, their son Ganesha or Murugan, and then their channels open up and they connect with the Akashic records and then they get the information for millions of souls. So then they dictated the, the information to to their disciples and these disciples then wrote down the message on palm leaves because there was no paper 3,000 years ago, but somehow they had to record the information and, and keep the information. So they utilized what they had in abundance and that's palm trees with gigantic palm leaves. So they cut them into roughly, so that's about 10 to 15 inches long and about an inch or so, an inch and a, and a half wide. It's They're not standardized. Some of them are longer, shorter, thicker, you know, whatever. So what they did is they used a very sharp tool and etched the information into the juicy leaf when it was still fresh and when it then dried up, the information came through. So it's perfect, um, like everything's organic. And then in order to preserve these leaves and protect them, what they did, they put similar souls together into a bundle. It's also known as a book, a bundle or book. So what they did is they put similar souls and maximum number of 108, because 108 is a holy number in Hinduism. Most of the time it's less than 108. It's about on average 40 to 60 individual leaves in a bundle. And then they use the bark or wood from a palm tree on either side as a book to protect it. And then they wrapped something around it. And that's how you can protect brittle dried leaves. When I was in California, I met a gentleman who was big time into crypto and blockchain. And he became also a seeker. So he signed up right away. And when he looked at this bundle that I showed him, he said, oh my God, this is an original 
blockchain. That is exactly what a blockchain in today's world so looks like. True. Oh it's my amazing. God. No, no, I it's, love that no, analogy. No, no, no. Yes. And, and then he said, because the only way to secure the data, you know, blockchain is all about securing data somehow. And each leaf is a person's data, a person's life on a small piece of dried palm leaf. And the only way to access it is through your thumbprint. And that is like the security code that you have for your blockchain to access them. I want to ask, were these palm leaves being stored somewhere and you happen to find them? Do you have, are they being stored somewhere now? Were they just stored for thousands of years? Yeah. So these bundles were stored in archives. When you think of an archive today, you think uh, water dispenser, security guard, temperature control. None of this is the case in India. For the most part, these are family-owned, reader family-owned bundles. And their archive is a back room, a hole in the wall, really. That's what it is. A secret in a room with a with a regular lock on it or nothing at all or, or a safety box or something in a back room. And that is an archive. So we've got thousands of these in the archives because over the centuries, these readers just obviously these bundles were then either stolen or handed out or somehow, you know, we're talking a long time. And then now they safeguard them because a reader family lives on what they do, giving readings. So these bundles are in archives, yes, but there is no registry. There is no computer system. We do not know how many archives we have. We do not know how many of these bundles we have. But I can tell you a lot, millions of them. And a lot is fake too. I need to be honest with you as well, because India, you got to be very cautious and careful who you talk to. I would guesstimate if you do not know anything about it and you show up at a reader's office, that's the chance are 80% you're talking to somebody who just pulls your leg and makes a quick buck. So you got to be very careful who you talk to. So that's very important. Now, we now know who wrote them. Maharishis, great sages. 18 of them are deemed as the main ones. And the main guy is called Agastyar, Maharishi Agastyar. So usually when you get your first reading, it's an Agastyar book or bundle. As he is a GP, he is a generalist. He wrote about almost anything possible to think of. And he was way ahead of his time indeed. And there are 17 others that we deem as the main ones. So quite many wrote these leaves and they're in archives. So how, now we're getting into it, access it. So it's a three-step process. And our institute does it exact same way as if you were in India. And the system has been in place for 3,000 years, hasn't changed a bit. Now, step one is a search. And all the reader needs to know from you, the reader is the person who can find your bundle, match your leaf, and then give the reading to you. And the reader, by the way, is a very educated human being because he studies five to seven years, a long time to be able to do this. Why? Because these leaves are written in ancient Tamil. Today, they speak modern Tamil, like modern Greek and ancient Greek. A modern Greek person does not read, write, or understand ancient Greek. They go to university and get a university degree to be able to do so. So a reader needs to learn ancient Tamil. That in itself takes quite some time. Then he needs to study all of Vedic astrology, all of it. Vedic astrology is a modern term for Hindu or Indian astrology. It's huge. Thumbprint, impression names, gemology, numerology, uh, the five elements. So that person's called a reader. So you go to a reader's office, and in our case, you would do it online. You submit your thumbprint. Ladies left, gents right. That has to do with Hinduism and karma. That's how we distinguish female and male energies. Mm. The reader only knows this about you, that you're female or male, left or right thumbprint. And then he looks at your thumbprint through a magnifying glass, identifies your thumbprint category name. There are 108 different categories category names. 
So once he knows your thumbprint category name, he then goes on a physical search through these archives. You know, if you're lucky, he looks into his backyard, you know, back room, and then he finds a bundle that matches your thumbprint name. Because on the bundle itself, you either have a number or a symbol that identifies, you know, here it says 22, uh, that identifies the bundle as a bundle that contains individual leaves of people, because each leaf is for one human being that matches your thumbprint name. So he doesn't have to open the bundles. He just looks at the cover and then he knows, okay, this is a matching bundle or not. But not only does he have to do that, because there are tens of thousands of these bundles that would match your thumbprint name. He doesn't pull the very first one out. He needs to, you know, he's connected. These are very holy people. It's connected and then he chooses the right one and then it brings it back to the office. So it's a physical act, no computer system, no registry. I had no idea how this was done. So this is what was one of my questions. It just occurred to me, you said earlier that each bundle represents a group of souls. Yeah, correct. So have you ever checked to see if those group of souls in that bundle know each other? They don't. Born around the same time? They don't. They don't. They don't. It just happens to be what they channeled and they just wrote it all out. You might have similar life trajectories because they have the same thumbprint name, but they might not be alive now you know, in your time. That's right. It could be hundred years from now or whatever. It could be a lady from France, a gentleman from Australia, who knows, but they do share similar energies and for sure the same thumbprint name, which makes you soul sisters, soul brothers, but you're not related to them at all. And one thing I just want to throw in there, and we're going to get to the whole process in a minute, but what I found so fascinating in my reading was the timing. There were little pieces in my reading that were relevant to my daughter's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Sure. And yeah. she was, I it was, my reading was in July, her pregnancy, she was going to have her baby in September. So within that window, it was yeah. as if that sage knew that it was going to be specifically on that date Correct. in Correct. time in that year. And Correct. if I had had that reading a year before or a year after what things she should be eating. That's how specific. Yes. Very specific. Yes. Because, you know, I call it Indian palmer reading because in the West, nobody knows what it is. So I thought, let's give it a a literal name. But in India, nobody calls it that. They call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology or Nadi Shastra because Nadi has many different meanings. One being seeker, the person who seeks the information written on the leaf. It also means the leaf itself. It also means the exact moment in time when the message is delivered to the seeker. Hence, you got your nod exactly at the time that you needed it because then you could give the information to your daughter as uh, she was getting, she was pregnant. Let's talk about the actual reading. So once he finds one of these bundles, he brings it back to the office and it's a physical search meaning people need to know that too. He would hop on his bicycle or moped. Honestly, I really have thought about this. How does this work? I was thinking, I really actually thought there was an actual database with thumbprint. No. I know what you mean. Many people think, but there is none. There's absolutely nothing, no database at all. So it's the the knowledge and the connections of the reader to know where to go. Because after a while, you know, okay, this an archive for sure does not have bundles that would match this particular thumbprint name because it's been there before. So it knows. But if it's a new thumbprint, name, he would need to go and check him out. So it takes time. It's a physical act. That's the reason yeah. why we keep sending everyone. Average search time is four to eight weeks. Could it be one day? Of course it can be. He walks into his back office. Boom, there is one. Is it possible? Sure it is. Is it likely? No, it's not. So it's four to eight weeks on average, but we search for six months. The reason for the six month period is in our system, the energies of a human, of a seeker changes every six months. So when from the moment you submit your thumbprint until you know six months are over, 
there is no bundle for you, don't get upset. It just means in this cycle, there is no message for you. Not the reading is important for you to know because it's the exact time when you get the message, not a day before, not a day later. After the search is the matching and the reading, and that's two steps. And they're online, well, in our case, online, but they're live in person. So what the reader does, he opens the bundle in front of you, and then he goes through each leaf step-by-step, step, trying to identify your name on one of the leaves that will be your leaf. That's called matching. Now, very important to understand because you might say, oh my God, how can so much information is written on such a small leaf? So ancient Tamil and Tamil are sound-based languages, syllabic languages like Chinese Mandarin, unlike all Western languages, English, Spanish, German, Persian too, uh, letter-based, A, B, C, D. So that's one. Two, it's written in a poetic way, like a poem and not in prose. It would be awesome if it said, this leaf belongs to Robin. Doesn't happen that way. And last but not least, it's in a symbolic way. So one symbol represents a lot of things. Hence, it needs to be interpreted by a real reader to know which direction to take the symbol. So a symbolic way in a poetic way and a syllabic language. So compressed on a tiny piece of palm leaf reading, 10 inches long, 15 inches long, and about an inch or so wide. He then would read out to the seeker a statement. So he looks at the first leaf, identifies the most important message on the leaf, and then he reads it out to you. For example, by saying you're married because this leaf belongs to a person who's married. Now, if you are married now, you say yes, and if if you're not married now, you say no. That's simple. Yes, no, right, wrong, correct, or incorrect. No need to give any more information than that. Super easy, right? So for as long as you say yes to a statement, he stays on the leaf. If you say no to a statement, for example, you got two kids, but you don't have two kids, you say no. So that's not your leaf because the person whose leaf it is has two kids. He flips over to the next one. But for as long as you say yes to a statement, he stays on the leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Also, you need to know, as I said before, Tamil is a syllabic language. So one sound, and we've got 250 plus sounds in Tamil is a lot. And each sound equals several letters in our case, English. So one sound is like A, E, I, O, or U. It's five in one sound. Could be. So it needs to know which direction should I this sound to then find the name on the leaf. Another sound will be G, J, K, L, M, or N. So it's quite complex. It needs to know where, uh, which direction to go. Well, can I also point out what yeah. you do really yeah. well in prepping somebody yeah. for reading? Yeah. I think it was the day before or a few days mm -hmm. prior, you sent uh, a matching form. Yes. A yeah. Form, form because when you're in the process, it's easy it overwhelmed, like, you know, to, to get overwhelmed. Like, exactly. And so, so you can really forget like, wait, what's my mother's name? Yes, <laughs> you know, well, what does it start with? What, what know, how so. many, you know, and that know. to me was really helpful because it's to that specificity as yes. to Karen's point, where you that is what is asked so that you know that this is your lease. And I'll- no, Very true. People get very excited, like overwhelmed. I had people who forgot how many grandchildren they have, how many kids they have, or yes, uh, is are, are all my siblings still alive or not? So it's, I know it's it's complex uh, because it's it's a it's a very emotional thing for me too, because I was in your shoes too. I totally understand. And then very important is to reiterate that the reader knows nothing about you apart from your gender, male or female, and your thumbprint name. That's all that the reader knows. And then boom, when he finds your leaf, he then tells you, and you can verify that your first name, your mother's first name, your father's first name, your date of birth, your time of birth, your weekday of birth, your partner, married or not, name of partner, ex-partner many times, which is a shock to some people. Oh my God, I divorced and now he pops up on my leaf. Well, because that person was important to you as a soul. And so that person's name is on your leaf. Uh, believe it or not, I had already 
already couple uh, readings where they were in their sixth marriage. So five exes, unbelievable. And every single one of them was in it. And one of them was already in one of the readings. One of them was already deceased. So quite an amazing thing. So it could be that all of your exes are listed in it too. What names? I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. Uh, kids, how many you have, gender of the kids, siblings, how many you have, gender of the siblings. So you know it's you, period. You just know it's you. It's Done. pretty I mean, shocking. And, it's, and it's you pretty are really good too in this matching. You're so helpful overall. And I'm sure the people that also are on your team who are moderators are, you were very specific to me in making sure I didn't give too much information because you are so excited. And sometimes you go a little bit more than yes or correct. And you're like, don't, don't say that. I mean, they don't need to know anything. Really, they don't. It's only distracting to them to begin with. Let's say you are still married, but going through divorce. And then the statement is you're married. You just say yes, because you're now married. That's it. No need to say I'm married, but I'm going through divorce. Who cares? I mean, yes, exactly. uh, it's, it's not important for the leaf at all. It's just yes or no. Is that right or wrong? And they are very intuitive too. And it, it, it blew my mind for sure. You know, my, my father's name is Siavash. He's a Persian guy. And I guarantee you, they have never heard that name before in their entire lives. And then when I was in my reading and I hear this Indian guy and I don't speak any Tamil, bum, 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 that's how it sounds to me. And then he says, see how I was like, oh my God, holy moly. My mom's an Austrian, you know, she's, her name is Gisela and I guarantee you they've never heard of that name either. So bum, 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 Gisela I was like, holy moly, man. That's just, uh, it's mind blowing. I mean, you, you were in it yourself. It, you it really is. I mean, to think um, that this was written thousands of years yeah, ago, yes. in my case, it was Grace, <laughs> Robert. Jeff. No. And it's very clear. Like those words are really clear. Very clear. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. It's very clear. You cannot believe what's well, going on. Well, then it even gets even crazier. So let's keep. Yes. So then, so that's called the matching, which means we found your leaf with your name on it. Nadi at the perfect time on the exact day when you were supposed to get the message, not a day before, not a day later. And then the reading happens. And the reading is based on three things. One more time. It's based as the constant of your life, your thumbprint name. So that it's based on that. So that's the constant because it's your genetic imprint. It's your genetic makeup, I guess, your baseline. You cannot change. You just have to embrace it. So your thumbprint name. Then on something that changes, that's the energies, not your mood, whether you had to cough in the morning or not makes a difference, whether you had to fight with your hubby or not makes a difference. It's your energies because the energies change every six months. And then last but not least, also in Vedic astrology because there's a lot of symbols that refer to the planetary constellations in Vedic astrology. And the big difference between Vedic and, and Western astrology is Vedic astrology is moon-based and Western astrology is sun-based. So on the these three things, the reader then gives you a likely trajectory of your life from the moment you get the reading. So that's that day until you die, or I should be more precise until there is no more writing on your leaf, which could mean that is the end of your life, but not necessarily. So that is a likely trajectory, a possible trajectory from the moment you get the reading until there is no more writing on the leaf. And the trajectory comes in increments of years, you know, two, three year increments. And in our case, we only offer whole life readings, which means all aspects of life. That means partnership, relationships, kids, grandchildren, education, career, money, spirituality, health, you name it, the whole nine yards. And also basically any area of life that is important to human being. So it gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. So that's also very important. Good means a period of life that you can utilize for X, whatever the X is, writing a book or move or expand the business or start a new business or, or start a job or shift jobs or find a partner or start a family, you know, so they tell that's a good period for X, whatever that is. Whether you utilize it or not, that's up to you. If you don't do it, you waste your time. Well, we have free will and choice. Nobody's life is set in stone. No one's also not on a palm leaf. It's not. It just gives you a trajectory that you can utilize, that you can do something about it 
to create a better life trajectory for yourself. You may utilize it, but in one sentence, really, if anyone asks me, why should anyone get a reading? It's very simple. They show you a trajectory from the moment you get a reading. And the whole purpose of a reading is for you to create a better life for yourself, a better life trajectory by utilizing the information that was given to you in a reading, by either taking advantage of the positive aspects, like moving, writing a book, finding a partner, starting a family, whatever. Embrace it and be grateful that they tell you now a challenge that's ahead of you because then you can do something about it by changing course, really. That's all there is. If it's a health issue, you can fix it now and I always use uh, Gigi Williams who had a reading with us three years ago maybe she's a, a most wonderful soul really uh, she wanted to be a live testimonial to whoever came to our talks to tell them face to face that the reading saved her life she's in her 70s and she was scared of going to the doctor for like over 10 years as she didn't want to hear the bad news you know any bad news whatever you know and the reading not knowing her at all said you must get your health checked out ASAP and that was the kick in the butt she needed so she had her health checked out and she was diagnosed with cancer, but it was diagnosed at an early stage so wow. they could do something about it. Wow. And now she's like one of the biggest spokesperson for us. It saved my life because I guarantee I would have never had my health checked out until it's too late and I would, would, have, been, would have been too late to do anything about it. So when I tell everyone, okay, so some challenges were mentioned in your reading, embrace it. Yeah. And I think what people should know, it really, it gives you the information and, and exactly. so, and it's actually the, I know in my case, it was the information for me, my husband and my daughter In everyone's case, it will be different to those that are closest, let's say uh, for them. But to me, it's really interesting that you're getting this information about you and then what challenges may arise for anybody in your world. You're also given ways Correct. to combat those challenges, Correct. which is such a gift. And, and I think the other part I just want to bring up, because this comes up when I do talk about this with people, mm -hmm. is they're really worried about finding out when their palm leaf may stop. So the writing stops and you're kind of given like yeah. an approximate age that you might leave this life. And I do think that people should know it's a whole life reading. I love what you said that who knows it stops. It doesn't mean that you're done. That's it. So but it could, it could, right. And I know for me, I found it really empowering. And, and so for me, I think my age is somewhere between like 78 and 82. To, I'm totally cool with that. And so others who hear that are like, what? I want to live to like a 90 something, but that's okay with my soul. And even getting information about fellow family members. Like I, you gave me some information about my parents, for example, my husband. I think again, it's not in stone, but it gives you that moment's pause to say, well, okay, if I have this time frame in my mind, I definitely want to make sure I'm utilizing that time as much as I can with that person. Yes. Or even to a certain extent, I could be prepared if there are health issues that are starting to unfold that I'm watching for those. So that's so important too. Yes. Yes. So going back into what has already been touched upon, if something goes well in your life and it's mentioned in your, in your palm leaf, all that it means is that the energies flow the way they're supposed to be flowing. So things just happen to you, let's say easily. They happen, you change, you find a job or you make enough money, you find your partner, you get children, you know, things that are just in flow and it's beautiful. But if something is not going so well in your life, that means it's energies that are not flowing the way they're supposed to be flowing, period. So within our system, we haven't even spoken about that yet because the most powerful part of the reading is the puja part, which is the remedies, your homework is for each challenge that's identified in your reading, you get homework, remedies, 
called Pujas to help you shift the energies within yourself so that you can attract different energies. And through those, you can then create the better life that you want to create for yourself. So a better life trajectory. That's the whole purpose of a reading. Hence, if challenges are mentioned in your reading, embrace, beautiful, because now you know, and now you know how and what needs to be addressed and changed. And in the form of the remedies, you help energetically to bring about the change that you're seeking. I know so, now that I'm a little more mature, I can actually verbalize it and, and understand it better. Whatever happens to me is because I attracted it, period. And I totally understand that I have been raped by life. I have. It's not my fault at all. It's like the revolution in Iran is way bigger than me and my family. And, you know, it's nothing to do with me, really. Nothing I did to cause something that happened to me. And yet it had a major impact on me. Then we're in Austria and then Chernobyl happens again. I was raped. It was not my fault at all. I did not do anything. And yet it had a major impact on me. You know, it sent me to, to hospital. So the commonalities of all the things that are happening to anyone in anyone's life is you. That is just the reality of it. One has to be that awakened. The only commonality in all the things that are happening in a person's life is the person, period. And if you then understand and embrace it, it's not an easy act at all. I, I know that too, because it's a I'm a student myself trying to understand things better as I get more mature and understand more things. But once you understand that, it's liberating because then you understand, oh, I'm not a victim, even though you understand from a society point of view, you are a victim because Chernobyl, it's not my fault, was it? No, it wasn't. Iran wasn't my fault, was it? I understand that. But yet there was a reason why it impacted me and not someone else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It impacted other people too, but most people were not impacted by this one event, neither by the revolution in Iran, nor by Chernobyl, nor by the financial crisis, nor by the virus that I got that almost destroyed my heart. So once you can embrace that, that means you can then do something about it. Because if you are the one who attracted it, you can unattract it. Mm -hmm. You can by changing the energies, but you got to work for it and on it. So you got to do something like you really need to put the energies into it to make to make things happen and to shift. And the, in our system, we call them remedies and pujas. And the pujas are literally translated prayer ceremonies. I help people understand it as an energy shifting exercise. That's what they are. Because each puja, each remedy addresses a challenge, a block, an obstacle identified in your reading. So each one of them is here to help you to untangle the energies that you have inside of you to then make that block go away. So hopefully you can then overcome your health issues or relationship issues or money issues, career issues, whatever issues you might have. And these pujas, they come in a set format. You got to follow them verbatim, step by step, because that is your way to show the universe that you're serious about your healing because you follow instructions as given to you. And I always use the example in a book that I've read a few times called The Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Shina Yogananda. A fascinating book. And that is the guy who brought yoga to the West, you know, in the 30s, because he was told by his guru that he's going to travel to the West and, and bring it to the West. And in his book, he's so open about his upbringing in, in India because he comes from a, a wealthier background. And yet he had a guru and he followed the guru everywhere. And he saw the guru do miracles, like healing people from leprosy, very, very dangerous diseases. And he says, guru, I don't understand what you do here because I know you can heal all these people from cancer and this and the other. But why on God's earth do you give them these funny exercises in the homework? Doesn't make any sense. Because after the healing, you give him an egg and tell him you've got to carry 
carry this egg in your left pocket for the next three weeks, or you can only drink milk with your right hand for the next two weeks. There's something that's, you know, makes no sense at all. It's like almost crazy. Then his guru says, I know Paramahansa, I know I can heal him. You know, I can heal him, but they don't. So now they need to do something that keeps their energies focused. And if indeed he can manage, you know, we're talking India hundred years ago, an egg in his left pocket for three weeks without cracking it. During those three weeks, he really put all his energies and efforts into healing and then the actual healing manifests itself and he can overcome whatever he needs to overcome but if he doesn't he's careless again like, yeah, whatever you know left you know why should i carry this egg in my left pocket and he crushes it well then obviously he's not ready and willing to be healed and yeah. that is really what a remedy a puja is the same so you got five you know and they come in a set format and it's always saying thanks to the reader which could be a monetary uh, contribution but i always say do a little prayer a little meditation to say thanks to the universe to whoever refers to this to the reader for this gift Gift. One, two would then be the mantras, the chants that you're supposed to be doing. You can read them out loud. You don't have to chant them. That's okay because it's the correct pronunciation has no impact. It's the intention that counts. And if it says five Thursdays, do puja to Guru Dashnamuti. If in case you have any issues with children or want to get pregnant or uh, they're sick or whatever, you want to do them on five Thursdays and finish by midnight Thursday and don't go over until Friday morning. That's just the way it is. You know, if you miss one, you have a chance in this case because then you just repeat them from day one again until you get five Thursdays in a row without missing a Thursday. And only then you can move on to the next one. Uh, so these are your own temple pujas. They're called temple pujas because if you weren't in there, you would go to temple and perform in a temple. But you can create a puja room or a little temple at home by putting the picture on the wall. You may add candles or, or tea lights and incense and flowers and fruits or nothing. That's okay. But you create your own temple at home, which is just as powerful. And then there is another type of puja that's called mantra puja. And a mantra puja can only be performed by a priest in a temple. So that's an energy shifting exercise on your behalf done by a priest. And a mantra puja is, again, two different types of it. One will be a fire ceremony. That's a one-off act where the priest creates a fire in the temple and in a way like being a symbolic way of burning away the, the blocks. And there are many different types of the fire ceremony and the chants and mantras that he has to recite and the ingredients that he buys. Another one could be an atma shanti that's sometimes also wonderful and beautiful thing where a loved one has died and it's identified in your leaf, which means a soul resting ceremony at the beach. So the priest will, in our case, we literally drive two hours to a specific portion of the beach and create a fire at the beach. Again, bring all the ingredients. We, In our case, in our institute, we record it all. So all the fire ceremonies, even at the beach, we record. So then whoever has the ceremony, we then send the recording afterwards to then, then to the, the priest brings a soul into the water so that uh, the soul can finally be in peace. So that's a fire act or a priest needs to go to temple for 108 again the number 108 because it's a holy number or 144 days it's also a holy number for 108 or 144 days the priest will go to temple and recite a mantra twice a day at sunrise and at sunset to again help overcome the uh, a block identified in your reading could be karma too you know so as if indeed you have um, strong negative karma, that's in my case. So now that's the reason why they're reading done. So karma that you brought into this life from a past life, but only if it's strong negative karma. If it's small negative karma, you can fix through your daily activities. So if you are already in a giving, in a service-oriented 
a profession, nurse, physician, therapist, police officer, you know, social worker, massage therapist, you know, any a giving profession, you can overcome that already and create good karma for the future. But strong negative karma, that needs would special... What, what would what strong negative karma? Well, and, and can you also just listening that yeah. they've heard of karma, but they're not exactly sure what, what it means. Can you just yeah. explain that? In, it's energy period. It's energy that you bring with you from a past life because you did something then to now feel the results of the energy because karma can be good and bad. It's not just bad karma. It's, it's just energy. In a reading, if it's good karma, it's not mentioned in your book, in your palm leaf because it's good already. Enjoy the benefits of it. If it's little negative, you can fix anyway just by being a good human. But if it's strong, you need support. You either need to do a temple puja yourself or the the priest does something for you. Now, how can you see the results, as Karen asked, is you are stuck. Most likely the result is that you can see is stuck in a vicious cycle. In my case, health. Sick more often than the rest. You're like, how come I'm always sick and my brother is not and I don't know, my cousins and my friends are not. Or you always end up with the wrong partner, you know, abusive relationship or she is, you know, just not, not a match. That's also, problem. but over and over and over again. Or your job, you don't earn enough money or you get taken advantage of by whoever employs you that's a, a cycle and if you get older you realize oh boy it's it's i see things repeating themselves over and over again that is usually an indicator that you have an energetic issue that you brought into here from before now in our system again there are many different systems out there but in this particular system in palm readings and hinduism we believe in seven lives seven which means you got seven opportunities to create and leave behind good karma and a good legacy so that you don't need to come back anymore. That's called seventh life. And after that, you read moksha, liberation. You're reunited with the eternal light. You don't have to come back. We call those people lucky ones, last lifers. And I'm one of them. To be honest with you, that was to me the best news in my entire reading. So as a last lifer, you need to proactively do something to leave behind good energies because it's the last chance, period. And what you can do is just you can actively do social duties and, and spiritual duties. Like you just give back. Social means you help people as much as you can, which means you help others with their spiritual growth. And so that's a little about karma and the reading and the pojas that you're being prescribed to help overcome and alleviate the blocks identified in your reading. Can you talk about the dots on your palm leaf? Let's start with the thumbprints first, because every reading with a good reader, that is, starts with by telling you which of the 18 Maharishis the main ones wrote your palm leaf. That's very important because you have a special connection with that person, uh, with that Rishi. And to which God he meditated to get the power of foresight to be able to write this for you, to tap into the Akashic Records if you wish, and then write down the specific version of the Akashic Records for Robin to be read to her at the exact moment in time. And then he would explain you, now that you know the connection, then he would explain your thumbprint name because every single leaf you go through the matching process has the same thumbprint name. So it belongs to another human somewhere else you know you're not related to the person but you're connected to the person energetically and it explains you very well in generic terms and a thumbprint name comes represents stages of your life usually it's trimesters so that means a three-part thumbprint name it can be a four-part thumbprint name so a stage a trimester is like 25 to 30 years give or take so the first 25 years the next 25 years and the last 25 years or if it's a four-part name the first 20 years 40 you know 60 80 it could be just a two-part name too 
So the first 40 years and then the second 40 years, give or take, it's not, a, it's not an exact science, of course not. And it makes a big difference which words are in your thumbprint name. Maguda means crown, that represents leadership on one hand, because crown in the old days was a king or a queen, which means leading others. In today's terminology, it doesn't mean king or queen, but it means you're leading others, manager, shift leader, leader of a tribe. You're someone who can motivate others. You know, you could be a politician, you could be, I don't know, someone who can lead other people. That's one aspect. Or the other one would be uh, crown chakra, you know, Maguda. So that means uh, spiritual connection, your seventh chakra. That means you can heal others. You can connect maybe with the Akashic records. You can connect with the universe. So whether you have that in your thumbprint name that tells you a lot about you, or you have, I don't know, Varivata in your thumbprint name. And Varivata is, uh, Vari means the change of black and white like a, a zebra. What I'm trying to say is like dark times and light times. So constant change of easy times and not so easy times, which means overcoming obstacles. Vari uh, and then Vata means block. Then people have Vari Vata in their thumbprint name. When they look back into their lives, they're like, oh my God, now I understand why sometimes things work out and sometimes they absolutely do not. And every time I face an obstacle and then it's a constant, you know, because it's in your thumbprint name. It's just the way it is. And when you can embrace that, it makes you understand your life much more and you can deal with it. And then in each thumbprint, there are at least for an adult human being, that is an adult would mean a person who is a more than 22-ish. It's not an exact science either. Three dots, energetic dots. And each dot represents an area of a human life. And all three of them represent the human. That would mean family life, you know, kids, partner, grandchildren, education, career, money, spirituality, parents. When you look at each one of these energetic dots or circles, then you see, okay, all three of them is me. They just cover different aspects of, of my life. And then the reader can tell you if the dot is open, there is flow, a little blocked or really blocked. So if you have a great relationship with your kids or your parents, your siblings are alive, your parents are still alive when you have the reading, then a dot is, of course, naturally wide open. But if your parents have already passed away in your reading, even if you are 80 in your reading, and so it's quite logical that your parents have passed away at that age, the energy level of that dot goes down because you don't have the parents anymore. If God forbid your siblings have already passed away or, or even worse, your children, when you have the reading done, it brings down the energy of the dot. If your relationship is not good with your partner or your parents or your children or your siblings, it brings down the energy level of the dot. Then the reader can interpret the, the leaf and find it on the leaf, what you can do to help open the dot again so there will be a better communication with the sibling, better communication with your partner or parents or you know more money in your life or better health, whatever that might be. So the three represents a human. If you're young, because you can already get a reading done once you're 16 years old, which means once you're in your 17th year on planet Earth, but a young person that's like 16 to 22-ish, it's not an exact science, they only have two because their family dot isn't there yet. You, you kid yourself. Obviously, you cannot have a, a dot that represents your wife and your kids. It's developing, it's opening up. But every adult human has three. But then there are many dots, not just three. The three are connected to your life as a human. But the fourth dot, for example, would be one that's beyond you. That's like the giving dot, the healer dot. There are not very many four daughters as we call them, as that's just look at the fourth dot as one that's beyond you. It doesn't represent you anymore, but it's your, the dot that connects you with others. Whoever's a healer is a leader, has a fourth dot. 
rare, not very common, but they exist. And I may say so because I'm just on your show. I may say that both of you are four daughters, which is a rare breed. And then there is more than four daughters too. You know, there's five daughters. That's way less common than four daughters. And four daughters already is not so common. That would be a person can connect with the five elements, for example. So you can, the person can utilize the power, the energy for healing and leading. It's even a little more than a four daughter is a five daughter. Just because you were born as a three daughter and when you have your reading as a three daughter does not mean that for the rest of your life, you're a three daughter. You can develop a fourth daughter. You can develop a fifth daughter as you get older and you develop spiritually. And you can have this confirmed in a second or third or fourth reading because you don't just necessarily have one reading in your life. You can have several. That was my next question for you. And my mom's a five daughter. I was about to say that. Yes. I was about to say that. Karen's mom is a five daughter. Yeah. And so you can have several readings. Let's say you have one reading. It's incredibly impactful in your life. When would you have another reading? Whenever you have the calling for it, like at least six months after your first reading, because as you might remember, our energy shift every six months. So you to be in a completely new energy cycle, submit again new thumb impressions and new search, and then there might be or might not be. Is it likely that you have a second leaf? Yes, it is. Whether it's right away after six months or a year later, you have a calling for it and then and then see if there is one or not. In my case, I also two readings so far. The first that set me on this trajectory and the second one, I remember that was maybe, it was five years ago. So like three or four years after my first reading. Again, different reader, different Maharishi, they were not connected at all. And I remember the reader when he went through the matching process and he looked at me because he was puzzled. He said, you are doing this. Oh my God. He didn't know, it was somebody who didn't know you at all. No, no, no. He, he was just puzzled that a white guy is connected to Nadia astrology. And I was shocked myself. I said, well, not me personally, but yes, I have an institute that offers this. And and I, to be honest, the second reading, I just did out of curiosity. I was just, is there maybe a second one? I do not know, you know. And the accuracy of the second reading is shocking. Well, I think that's the thing. It really helps validate where where you are, who why, you are, yeah, why, why you are. are. Why, it does. Course. If there's something about that validation, and then I think what Karen and I always talk about with different experiences that we have, we always talk about now what? Okay, I know this, but now what do I do? And I think what the Indian palm leaf reading does is that it gives you the now what. Here's what I can do in order to overcome this block, or it gives you that to do so that you gives you a better chance at coming and achieving what you came here to do in this lifetime. And for me personally, I think out of anything that I've done so far, it made me feel like such a unique, special soul that someone two to 3000 years ago channeled me with such complete accuracy and clarity and where I was going to be at that given moment hearing those words. And there was no doubt in my reading because, well, Dr. Q, right? We went through two for me. Yes, yeah, I think that's actually a, a really good a point second, to talk about. Match. Yeah. I mean, I set the date and, and everything else, but for me, I went through the entire whole bunch of bundles and we had to reschedule another appointment and I had that fear factor like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not in there. And then once we got to my leaf and it was so clear down to like, you knowing my father's name, my ex-husband. So I mean, the pieces of information as they became clearer and clearer, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. This is it. This is it. But then feeling like, my gosh, they saw me back then that my life was significant enough to have this, this leaf created. And that was so moving for me. I think out of anything that I have ever experienced, that that was the most moving for me. Yeah. Most validating my soul. For anyone listening 
who might be at a crossroads and is looking for guidance, validation, and this speaks to you, please visit IndianPalmLeafReading.com because it really is life-changing. Life-changing. There's no doubt. Yes. It's and the easiest it's- Indian Palm Leaf Reading is our website, IndianPalmLeafReading.com. Facebook, we're Indian Palm Leaf Reading. YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. And we now are so blessed to have several, six or seven by now, seekers who were so kind to allow us to put their entire reading, matching and reading, unedited, the whole thing for people to watch on YouTube. So you can find out more about us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And it's a calling for me. You both know that. The number one step was to help my Indians as best as I can, because doing what readers do doesn't make much money. It's just the reality of it. And it's a dying breed. People just don't pick up this anymore because it takes a long time. The real ones, you know, the real readers, not the fake ones. It takes a long time to become a reader and then you don't make that much money. So I told all my readers, I will heavily overpay you really so that you can support your families and make a decent living through what you do. But the bigger aim was always to give back more and help as many people as I possibly can. So it should be, in my opinion, a win-win. So win-win for the seeker is you can get a reading from the comfort of your home. All you got to do is either wake up early if you're on the East Coast or stay up late if you're on the West Coast and you got somebody, an institute that really cares about you and wants you to have the best possible experience. At the same time, I want to help my Indians, not only the Indian readers and their and the interpreters. So it's just two people in the in the call in India, in the office. And also my moderators also provide them with a job too. And each one of them is actually trained by me personally. So it's a long process to become a, a moderator. They have to do quite a lot to understand and then be able to give back. But also now we are at a position where we can support an orphanage and a care center. And it's quite a shocking experience. I'm telling you, it's not an easy thing. I would put a video about it on, on YouTube. And now we're starting to also support one in Chennai, the capital city of Tamil Nadu. So if you ever want to visit that city, you need to fly into Chennai. And there is another orphanage that we're supporting. So each reading helps us help others, period. So you help yourself by getting your reading done. At the same time, please know that you help my Indians and also people in need, really. And that is one of the reasons why we charge what we charge. And many people say, just charge more. Maybe we do that. But for the time being, it's $100 for the search. So $100 in US you put down for the search. And only once we find the bundle, this becomes non-refundable. And then you can opt in to have your matching and the reading, which is a couple months later on average or a month or two later. And then the matching and the reading costs $400. So $100 plus $400. But in your case, because I want to give back to your community and say thank you for your support so that your community can benefit from this. I'd like to offer you a hundred dollar discount to whoever listens all the way to the very end here. All you need to do, because we do not know how you heard about us. So you really need to say when you sign up, when you go to the to the website, you can just write down Karen or Robin, Robin and Karen or a Seeking Center podcast. You know, one of these is, is okay. And then mine, we will just manually put it in. And uh, then you would pay a hundred dollars for the search and then only $300 for the matching and the reading instead of 400. But may I also say, because again, the universe guided me to talk to a woman who runs a, uh, a charity. She said, you should just say it's a uh, sliding scale. Well, if we can afford it, pay 400. And if you need financial help, it would help you to get a discount. Well, then we'll give it a discount. Not a problem. 
and then you may also donate afterwards. Uh, you can, and you know why you're doing it. So thank you for your support. And thank you. Yeah. Underscore, you know, the information that you get, it's hours of information. It's a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But it's not just, it's not a half hour. It's hours. No, of exactly. Of information that you're getting that is lifelong impacting to not only you, but your loved ones. So. And that you really can also go back to, as we've yes. talked about, I go back to it all the time. I'm going to go back to it again. I can have it for my lifetime. I most likely will get another reading at some point. It's so much information. And so what, in my opinion, it's so well worth what you are charging. And I just, I'm so grateful that this is your calling and that you are bringing this to us in the Western world, because we really wouldn't have known about it. And you are just, you're a gift. You are a gift, Dr. Q. And thank you for for following that. You didn't have to when you discovered that. So thank you for sharing this. Thank you for your willingness to be here and give us all of this incredible information, not only about your journey, but the entire process, which is so fascinating and such a gift that so many of us didn't know existed until we met you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I hope I wasn't. I didn't bore you guys out there to death. It was. I'm sure that people are fascinated, <laughs> and hope, and I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of visitors <laughs> to IndianPalmLeafReading.com. Yes, thank you. So here's to many more conversations and working together with you, Dr. Q. We really love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And for those that are interested, Karen and I did our weekly mind meld and we couldn't believe the synchronicities. Let's just say it's all about recognizing and shining your inner light so that you can attract the other lights all around you. It both moved and motivated us and we hope it does the same for you. You can read all about our download, our pulse for the week and our secret power, which this This week is all about smudging in the Seeking Center weekly newsletter. You can sign up for that at seekingcenter.app. And we want to hear from you. So email or DM us at Seeking Center Official on Instagram. Thank you for seeking with us and for listening this week. (laughs) 